reporters are coming in from all over the world. This is April O'Neil, Channel 6 News. Do you guys not get the news up there? Not good news for you, my lord. Radical Retro Rewind News Brief. Hello, Radical Ones, Radical Ryan Hunter here, and welcome to our first bonus episode, News Brief. So this is an idea that I had, because a lot of times we want to include news about retro pop culture, and a lot of times we end up recording things, but by the time the episode comes out, it's outdated. So I hope by doing these little bite-sized mini-episodes that will just drop from time to time, We'll be able to keep you a little more up to date with some retro topics that we really think you'll enjoy. It's going to be a collection of news stories that I record with David and Rob, and sometimes even myself. So let us know if you enjoy these radical ones. I really hope you do. And let's get into today's first topic. I want to talk action figures. If you are following our Instagram page, you could tell that I am obsessed with He-Man, Thundercats, and action figures and collectibles. So Super 7 is basically one of those companies that makes every property, it seems. I mean, I could definitely give you a few that I know that I would love to see them do. But love or hate them, they currently have the Thundercats license, as far as I know, to produce figures. So we just got an updated wave. This is wave eight. I just want to go over the characters that we are getting in this wave. I'm actually really excited because we finally get the reissue of Wily Kit. So Wily Kit was released as a, I want to say it's a, one of the Comic-Cons exclusive with Wily Cat when Mattel had the line back in the day. And I was not able to get it. A lot of people were not able to get that. And now that set of the two of them in this beautiful shadow box is a lot of money. So plus, now that we have Super 7 doing the updates anyway, we figured that we would get the kit and cat at some point. And finally, Wily Kit is now up for pre-order. She comes with her space board. The famous extra hands, the head. Uh, looks like she has her lassos as well. And then she has a little plastic base that can make the space board or the hoverboard appear that it's flying. I'm really honestly out of this whole wave. I am excited by her. We are also getting our first Luna attack with Aloro. So... This is really exciting for Thundercats fans because we're finally getting a Loon Attack as an action figure. The LJN figures back in the day, of course, didn't get to them, unfortunately. I mean, he looks fantastic. I definitely don't want to get to the point of ever hating on anything because I am so excited that Thundercats is still active. But let's just say, unfortunately, there is some inconsistencies when we see the renderings done by Super 7 to what ends up coming out of the factory, so the mock-ups look fantastic of Aloro. I personally have pre-ordered Wily Kit and our next character, which is Hachiman, or Hachiman. I'm really excited about them. It's one of the characters from the cartoon that I've always loved, because he just was another good character that that wasn't one of the Thundercats. Uh, looks like he comes with the Thundercutter, 
different hands, of course, a helmeted head, and then he has a finger that looks like he has the thunder cutter to point in the direction as he did in the series. And the final member of Wave 8 is Captain Shiner. So Captain Shiner comes with two additional heads, the blindfolded Sword of Omens from the Mercenary episode that David and I definitely went into a few months ago on our Thundercats reviews. He also comes with handcuff-looking items and his arms crossed. It looks like it's an extra set of arms that will replace the current arms on the figure, so it gives him this more militant standing arm pose thing. So Captain Shiner is a popular character uh, for a lot of Thundercats fans. So again, love or hate Super 7, I am still excited that we are getting at least Wily Kit. Hopefully Wily Cat is not far away because I definitely want to just complete the main Thundercats team and then honestly just check pick additional characters when they come out. I am Legend 2. So we had a whole Summer of the Dead Radical Ones. Rob and I did I Am Legend. And in that episode, we had talked about the potential sequel. So now, as of Yahoo, it says that yes, it is official that they are going to use the alternate ending as opposed to the released ending in the original film. And then they're going to do a few decades later, Rob, after the original one. And the person who's making it is obsessed with The Last of Us. So I'm assuming Mm. this is now what they're going for. And Warner Brothers hasn't set a date for it yet, Rob. So they don't know when it's starting to film. But are we ready for this now? Has there been enough time, even just aside from the controversy with Will, whatever, in his career? But like, so this is now happening. We're going with the piece character didn't die, Neville. And does that mean the dog is now alive as well, magically? Oh my god. So remind me, I don't know how much of the alternate ending you remember. Let's just kind of try and recap it now. Yeah. He did live. Did he make it out of the house with the lady and the kid? And they they all went to the facility or... I can't remember. I re- I remember they they had someone captured and they let her go and decided to kind of just go their separate That's ways. The Is one. that what yeah. happened? That's okay, so, the one. So they left and then what did they end up leaving the house afterwards or Exactly. You see the next scene is the car I believe and it's almost like what we saw in the theatrical release. It's them driving to that walled in community much like the Walking Dead and other post-apocalyptic things. So that was that but I think we even brought this up in our episode. How do you expect the general public to know about a YouTube clip that was taken from a DVD that was an extra on it? You know, like... Well, I'm assuming that when they do advertising and stuff, that they will either feature some kind of video or trailer, if you will, to highlight the alternate ending, thereby giving it maybe a teaser, and then I'm sure they'll even put it in the movie before everything happens. This movie is old enough to where people are not really going to remember too much about it and by bringing in other audiences there's no reason to really refer back to canon you can make this whatever you want so as long as you are giving people the references that you are um 
starting with, I think that this movie is technically a, a little bit of a harsh reboot. Yeah, and with Michael B. Jordan in it, uh, I'm sure that'll be a delight. I, I think there were rumors that he was going to be a son of his, but I don't need two black people to be related to be in the same movie. So whatever the case may be, um, I'm sure he'll be a nice addition to it i just want to say one more thing before we oh yeah of get course into our movie um just bringing up will smith and you mentioned the controversy hopefully that we will get to a point to where we do not associate his name by bringing up the the incident that happened at the oscars i understand that it's still kind of fresh right now um our, our oscars for this year are coming up i get that people are kind of talking about it now but here here's the thing about it and i i don't want it to be about like race all the time but there there is something to be said when we think about will smith and it's like is this the right timing because of what he's done and yada 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 and i just want to let everyone know that the flash trailer released earlier this week and let me tell you this movie looks freaking fantastic and the whole trailer focused all on michael keaton's batman being a part of this <laughs> so now, true there was definitely enough ezra's flash in this trailer but the big highlight of it was michael keaton's incorporation in the big fight and i understand the tactic they are really trying to get people to not think about ezra and focus on Batman, and so everybody will come see this movie. But that's a cr another crazy thing. I still can't get over that. Exactly. I guess, and I, I want you to really compare the incidences, right? Will slap somebody on stage where everyone can see, right? Ezra, I like, come on. I, I really, I'm so sure. If Michael Keaton wasn't in that movie, I don't even know. I think they should have scrapped it, honestly. So, so, but that's the thing, is that we are all going to continue to associate Will with that incident and give reason to boycott him or or blacklist him or, or again, associate him with just violence. And we're all, and we're going to forget about Ezra and the mess that he's caused Which is crazy. around yeah. the world. And again, I understand that DC is a big thing. And again, the content is something that I would hate to pass up and not watch. But at the same time, they just got rid of Batgirl. So do the whole reboot, yeah. reboot everything, reboot everything. We just need to be able to give solace to Will Smith for his behavior. If you are going to condone and see a movie like Flash in theaters with Ezra in it. So again, you can separate the artistry from the artist, but if you're going to do that, do it both ways. What Will Smith did compared to a lot of other people who are constantly given second chances and, and reboots in their career, you have to allow that for him as well. And, you know, I, again, I will step off my soapbox. I don't want it to be like a thing, but it's just something that I noticed because it was very easy for you to kind of just say, oh, Will Smith in the country. Like, it's it's not that serious, at least for me, compared to a lot of other people. And I hope, I hope that people are being transparent when they associate him with that. Do that to all the other artists out there. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'm going to see this movie, so I know I'm going. <laughs> But honestly, Flash, I actually, I'm actually really torn about that because I don't, I don't think I want to, I don't know. It's like, really, Michael Keaton is the only selling part at that point. And it's just like, is it worth it to do your moral? Yeah, it's a deep I conversation. Wish, I wish that I was able to really follow into that. But I heard that they're just going to put the movie out there just to put it out there. Any future movies regarding sort of the, the, 
cinematic universe will not be associated with that. Uh, I think they'll end up changing everything. Or maybe this is sort of like a test drive to see how people accept Ezra. Maybe they'll keep him in. I don't know. I think it's going to do well for them, but it's it's crazy. Okay, Radical Ones, our next story involves the Kevin Smith-run Masters of the Universe series on Netflix. We just found out that Sarah Michelle Gellar will not be returning in the role of Tila. Instead, they have Supergirl's Melissa Benoist stepping into the role. Now, there's no announcement along with this of why Sarah isn't returning. She is currently on the series Wolfpack. But we don't know if that had anything to do with it. Was it maybe what she was asking for to come back to the series? Doesn't say in the articles, but now we have the new Tila. Turns out Melissa's husband, Chris Wood, actually voices Adam, aka He-Man, in the series. So that worked out well. And we also have Star Trek's William Shatner playing an unknown character. So what we saw in the last season was a setup for the potential coming of Hordak and the Horde. So we don't know if Shatner will be voicing one of those characters. Will he be voicing Hordak himself? So Sarah voiced Tila in Revelation, the first season of this Masters of the Universe continuation. The upcoming season, which is debuting sometime in 2024, has been dubbed Revolution. We're not sure about the plot so far besides continuing the battle between between He-Man and Skeletor. So how I feel about this Radical Ones is as much as I love Sarah and I am a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, a lot of times when Sarah did voice Tila in the first season, I actually heard Buffy. I don't know if it was Sarah's performance or just because her voice is so iconic, but a lot of times I definitely got taken out of He-Man because I was hearing Sarah as Buffy, especially the lines she was delivering with sass and things like that, and I don't fault Sarah for that at all. It's not her fault that I'm hearing Buffy and Tila, but... So let's see what Melissa brings to the role of Tila, who has recently become the sorceress of Skull, taking over for her mother. I wonder, too, if the, the role was condensed down to the sorceress kind of role in the original 80s cartoon, and maybe that was another factor. I mean, this is all speculation at this point, Radical Ones, but uh, a thank you to Sarah Michelle Geller for bringing Tila to life during the first season. My name is David Winters. Night has fallen on the house of Collinwood. I know he's going to make me into a vampire, but do I really want to be a twink for all of eternity? <laughs> and we're not even talking about Twilight. <laughs> That actually sets up perfectly our next news story. Oh, okay, great. So, this was Monday, March 13th. This says, Barnabas Collins lives. Dark Shadow's leading lady tells all about the 2023 reboot of the Supernatural Soap. Catherine Lee Scott, who played Maggie Evans in the original Dark Shadows, she also played Josette as well when they did Parallel Time. She, has, she was one of those people 
example, this was her first acting job back in the day. And she says that there is a very good chance Dark Shadows will make a return to TV under the leadership and exclusive producer and writer Mark P. Perry, known for his work on the original Wonder Years, Party of Five as well. She says some of you may know him. He's had a wonderful career in television, but he has written a new series and they are shopping it. I think that there is a very good chance it could be picked up this year. It would be one of the streaming networks as well. David, just really quickly, I know you were a big fan of the revival in the 90s. And of course, we had the Tim Burton I did not love it. Yes. I did not love it. You know, here's the funny thing, and I'm going to tangent time. When people do do these movies, do I wish they would have done by somebody else? But at the same time, maybe it would have never been done. So maybe if they didn't do the Dark Shadow movie, this wouldn't be in the forefront and people wouldn't be writing and coming up with a new way of um, showing this, this, this movie off or this this series off so i you know this property off so i i can find redeeming stuff in so many things to be honest with you hell we liked leprechaun (laughs) yeah we did we did that was the highlight but yes, the revival in the 90s, it was 90s, right? Yeah, it was. I loved it. It was left on the cliffhanger, you know, Joanna Going, who was the actress, she actually... Ben, ben, ben Cross, Cross, was it? Yeah. She found that he was a vampire Barnabas, and that really... And that was it. That was the end. And that is a killer thing to, to have to not be able to follow through. So I'm happy about it. I think, are they going to do it as a soap opera, though? Is that what they're... You know, let's be honest. Marlena got possessed again and repossessed and and yeah. unpossessed. She's currently dead now. Spoiler. I thought she was No, but she's alive. Yeah, she's she's in a hibernation chamber of and Jack A, Jack A still alive? She's still alive, yes. She's still alive. She's still on, on Days of Our Lives. During the popularity of the supernatural aspect that Days of Our Lives really obviously when Marlena was originally mm-hmm. possessed by the devil and then to go on again. People really love this. And David, what was that other show that soap opera? It was the Passions in the nineties that started to do basically supernatural as well with Timmy, the doll, and the in the witch and everything. So they totally, yeah, they totally took this from Dark Shadows even at the time. Yeah, I remember that. Do you think the streaming service is the way to go? Because honestly, I think so. Because just like you said, the ABC one was canceled. That could happen with this. NBC, ABC, all of these channels are very much set in their ways you have these long-running things like Grey's Anatomy and and there's certain shows but I feel like there's definitely a niche for these type of things and and maybe a streaming channel be the way to go however what I don't like about streaming channels is for example I've been watching this show called La Brea okay but it's only on I think it's only on originally I saw it one place and then it got switched to some other platform and it's through NBC but it can only be seen either on Paramount or I just I don't like the fact that you have to be a subscriber to a certain thing to never see anything like we talked about that new what is it dark city what is it called with the 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 black african-american witches that are like i want to i want to yes i think it's pretty pricey a month just to be able to see one show on this network because i don't even know what else is on it i'm i'm still probably gonna bite the bullet and do it because it looks really fun and i love that and you you just went to to the ladies of charmed at the convention so 
you're and you're right, David. If you have to subscribe to all of these, that's the thing. Like, if you have to subscribe to Peacock for this show, or if you're uh, HBO, you know, and Netflix for that. Although I feel like Netflix is starting to see it's it's starting to see it's you know it's it's uh, definitely swan song song. jump the shark it's it's swan song that's it i i don't even see new i don't feel like i don't really see super new content on it i think david they're also raising the price cutting the sharing of the you know passwords unless you're in the same house and then adding ads to some levels as well so yeah they're going in that format that it it was the king and now it's kind of like but honestly if dark shadow shows up on netflix i'm definitely gonna watch it oh of course of course and and we're you're a lover of it for sure and so am i i just when i watch shows in general particularly i'm not bashing netflix but particularly on netflix i always say to myself are they going to cancel this because the second or third season became too expensive because they don't want to pay and my problem with that is, is that it was okay to pay Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston um, over a million dollars an episode in the n- 90s, but you can't pay a little bit more considering how much you're getting from these s- subscriptions to pay someone with, this is a guarantee that people are going to watch like your That's platform. So, so I, I kind of hate it. Like this whole thing, like I want to know, like I want to know if I'm watching something. I'm okay with there being an ending because I do yes, believe certain yes, theory- end it. Yes. Er- Things need to, and they lived happily ever after. Or, you know what? Bella, like you were talking about, Bella and Edward are now both vampires. They got their kid. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Move on. Like, it's over. Like, that that part of their chapter of their life is over. So I'm okay with all of that. But I hate when they just cut it on a cliffhanger. Or it's like they discard these characters that are mean so much to people. So, yeah. I'm, I so still true. think about ending of that dark shadows because it literally ended like on a like a dun 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 like little i think the, it was like that i think you saw her face like like the panic in her face when she found out that barnabas was a vampire and that was it no hope of ever finding anything else out and you have to come up with your own you know fantasy of what's happened because even the original one it's i mean the the, the revival followed the original storyline but it, it took on a whole new thing so you can't even say oh go to the r- original to try to finish that story because it, it was different so yeah it, it ended i think on joanna going's face like you said she just got back from i believe like 1800 time and she realized that barnabas was a vampire and that's the thing david so many series you're right if they even are picked up for one season they end on a cliffhanger because they want to get picked up again and then you're left with Netflix, like you said, because Glow, I loved Glow, the, the comedy series that they did about the, you know, the ladies wrestling. There was two seasons. They set up, oh, the third, this is going to happen. We're filming it. Wah, 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 canceled it. And the whole cast was trying to get money together to, like, just film a movie because they leave these plot lines open. So that's the, that is the downside. It's the issue I have. If, if, if there was a clause in shows for Netflix where they were allowed to create a two-hour saying goodbye to the fans you know and basically sewing up all the loose ends that to me would be something if if, if we ever we ever went when when we become famous podcasters and if we ever do break out of anything else i don't want a thousand long stem roses in my suite for waiting for me i don't, <laughs> I don't want- 
actual thing. I need 70, 70 teddy bears in my dressing room. I would want something like that. Like the clause is if we are canceled or whatever, I want to be able to say goodbye to the fans in the way that we choose to do it. That's how I would want to, if I was in production. That's actually a great idea. Because showrunners always have that issue. And you know, it's so funny because I've noticed now some of these platforms are also doing, they're breaking up. Like, okay, so I watch you, you, you know, the show you. But you were telling me about this you. Okay, yes. They break it up because so so many people binge for like hours and hours and hours and then they're done and that's it so you know what i, I I'll, I'll i'll accept that because if you're watching through a regular television media like platform like nbc abc regular tv you would have to wait for the season to come back as opposed to that's what's good about streaming yeah. and that's what's not good about streaming you know i tend to wait when i like something or i know i'm gonna like something i tend to let it run for like yeah so that i know that if i binge a little bit on it when i can because obviously parent of four it's virtually impossible as it is uh so getting back to our our main thing here basically i love the idea of dark shadows coming back i know that in the movie with johnny depp that they used they they camped it up and everything because of the fact of the original dark shadows was such a low budget where you'd see dorsh falling down plat you know things like like a, a, a mic hanging down so people are recording like you, you saw so there was that kind of aspect of why they yeah. made joke out of it or satire about it or you know in the movie but to its detriment and made it to to tim burton that's the thing i think it became a tim burton movie and god knows we're doing next week we're doing beetlejuice but for some reason it did not work with dark shadows because honestly yes it is campy and i would have liked a little camp i like that it took place in the 70s but it, i mean the subject matter is, is serious and unrequited love and you know this and that so the vampires picking off family members yeah bleeding them dry and i don't mean financially <laughs> <laughs> that just also could happen oh you're our cousin from england and you want us to uh you want us to take care of you i mean david came up with a few great points i think two seasons is a is a good stepping stone if, if a series is going to survive because usually by season three is when netflix or these streaming things cancel it Catherine lee scott again she said that this is not going to be your grandmother's dark shadows but i think we could say our mother's dark shadows because our mother watched it as a kid so she said it's going to be a little more now spicy. spicy yes it's going to be vampire diaries <laughs> i i hope not <laughs> She's hoping to come back 55, almost 60 years later, and she's hoping to play some version of the characters she played, like Maggie Evans or Josette. But honestly, I don't know how that's going to work out because, unfortunately, Jonathan Frid Barnabas passed away years ago. Actually, the last thing he did was star as a cameo in that Tim Burton movie, which... Maybe that sealed the deal for Barnabas. To get some unknowns. Definitely. They're going to do it as a soap opera series. They need to get unknowns for a bunch of very well-known reasons. One, they don't have to pay them as much because let's be honest, if it's, <laughs> yeah, if it's the money. Next, they're going to can they're gonna cancel it if anybody commands any more money if it becomes popular. You know that. So let's hope it's not on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's true. Pray for any other network but Netflix. <laughs> Because there's always going to be preconceived notions about somebody. Plus, if you have a very well-known actor, there's a much bigger chance of them not wanting to continue coming on to other seasons right. because they have other parts of their career. And plus, it would be nice to get a new group of people to give them, you know, up and coming. But at the same time, Barnabas, to me, is always going to be a slightly older, mm. more mature, definitely more worldly. Obviously, he's lived centuries. But, like, every Barnabas in my mind, even when Ben 
cross that he was significantly, I believe, older than the, the actress Joanna Going, who was playing Gloria Winters. But Definitely. because he's mortal, he stayed, obviously stays at that age. You know who I could almost see playing, like, one of the characters? Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, she, well, she's very pretty. She could be, she could be like a, a I don't know if she would, would she be the witch, Josette? Would it be Josette? I could oh, see her you different. mean Angelique? Angelique, Angelique the witch? Like an Angelique sort of a thing. There's a few people I have in mind, but I don't know if she would do that. She's really blowing up with her music, so. But. You could get soap stars, those people that cross over to do like the Hallmark movies. <laughs> you're not big, you're big enough, you know, like you're, you're recognizable, but you're not like, you're not going to be Helen Bottom Carter or whatever the hell her name is, not Bottom. <laughs> What is her name, David? Helen Helen Bottoms Carter. (laughs) Helen Bottoms. You don't need her. You don't need um, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, Michelle Pfeiffer's on a new venture. She's doing oil perfumes that are organic or something. Yeah. Damn. You go from Greece to to selling Greece. You act like that's the only thing she's ever done. No, oh my god. That, well, yeah, but uh, one time everything. she started that, that Grease movie, and she's never done anything else. Okay, so they're actually supposed to be about Dark Shadows, right? <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's a real radical retro segment in general, because you know us. You know us. We gotta, we gotta include a little bit of everything. But both of us are excited for this. If this actually happens, David and I will come back, and we will talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely will because um it needs to be talked about it needs to be talked about and we'll find out if they cast unknowns if it even gets picked up although honestly i'm feeling good about this i think it, i think there's a there is a good 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 chance dark shadows like she said 60 years later the name is still recognizable i mean either from the original the 90s the movie so the fact that it lives on is it's just amazing so who would you pick as barnabas if you could like you said david it has to be i think a gentleman who is distinguished but also has a charm about them because you know vampires in general right they have this supposed like natural supernatural charm Arm to them so now what, what about the what about the guys from supernatural <laughs> well if they go the cw route and make it like barnabas like 19 or something like 20 something like i hope to god not but 30s 40s Boreanis. i actually was gonna say that because <laughs> get james marsters as spike to do it now <laughs> we'll see radical ones we'll say So that will do it for our first little news brief test episode. Hope you enjoyed what you heard. We're definitely going to increase the stories. But I just wanted to get this little pilot out, like I had said, to give everyone an idea of what this will be. Of course, we have new episodes every Friday of the month. And you could reach us at Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. One word on Instagram. Find us on Apple, Podchaser, Spotify, YouTube and more. See you Friday for our brand new episode.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.